Welcome to 3 and D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T dot. My name is Dave Levitt. That's the D. This week's three. With the finals over, we recap um, both the finals, the playoffs, and take a look back at the whole season, to be honest. And the 75 years of NBA basketball is now in the books. So we look back and give our thoughts about what the future might look like for some of those teams going forward. Then we dive into the draft itself and less on the prospects because this year, to be honest, no one's blowing our socks off. So we decided to take a look at which teams need to make big moves, starting with the draft, maybe a trade, maybe a trade down, pick up a star, whatever. We give you our thoughts about who should be making moves. And then we wrap it up with the announcement that Sue Bird, one of the greats, I put her on my uh, my Mount Rushmore of WNBA players. She's right up there for me. But we take a look at her legacy going forward as one of the goats of women's basketball. Says she's going to hang them up. So sit back, relax. Brandon and I will walk you through three big stories from around the association. Come on, bro. What's going on? Here we are. Uh, you're back. You're back on the show. I know last week uh, you had to take a little time, do a little stuff, do a little thing. Dwayne, our friend, our pal, jumped in, did a great job. But you like you, you know, like you're known to say, the big man's got to eat. We got to feed the big man. <laughs> hey, shout out to Dwayne. Thanks for helping out. But <laughs> daddy's home now, right? Daddy's home. All right. All right. Uh, listen, we got so much to talk about. 75 years of NBA basketball is now in the books. It's closed. The diamond anniversary is over. We'll get some thoughts about the season in general, but let's talk about the finals specifically. What are some yeah. of your thoughts on the finals? And uh, yeah, we'll start there. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we threw out our predictions and, you know, they mostly came to fruition. Boston uh, doesn't really have the personnel to keep up with Golden State offensively. Um, just a little bit of inconsistency with uh, Tatum and Brown, you know, having horrible games. And you can't really have that going on when you got so many other threats on Golden State, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know we saw, like, basically, you know, I, I love to see Andrew Wiggins getting his flowers for, you know, going through all the shit that he's been through and then finally having a purposeful role. He was the second best player on the Warriors. Absolutely. Absolutely. He so, was. And in yeah. any other, if this were any other year, he might have got some votes for MV, finals MVP, but we knew yeah. that it was going to happen. Yeah. And Steph Curry obviously is just falling out of his mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he has a one game where he goes over on uh, three pointers, and then you know it just really just completely flips around the next game. He's he's one of the most dependable shooters. He's he, he is the greatest shooter of all time. Of all time, of yeah. all time. He's got he's got he's got range. He's got uh, the ability to shake it off when he has, like you said, an off game. Exactly. He's a, he's a special player, and for all the the haters and all the Golden State blah blah blah. Four out of eight years, they've won the last championships. They've won four of the past eight championships. That is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and it's even more remarkable can, when you consider that two years ago was a lost season because Curry, Clay Thompson was on, Draymond Green missed time. Like, it was really just a a lost season. It happens. Yeah. And then, and so then if you kind of toss that one out, now you're looking at, <laughs> now you're looking at uh, four in seven years. Which when is they've been, when insane. they've had a team, yeah, and That's, they've been in the finals every year essentially, except for last. Yeah, yeah, they are, they are, they are a dynasty. They are a powerhouse, 
And uh, if there's any question that Steph Curry is, is one of the greats of all time, the greatest shooter for sure, but come on, what are we talking about here? He's He's got to be, you know, a top. It's hard to compare, like, you know what, this debate where he's top 10, top 10, it's hard to compare that, but, like, he's up there, right? He's got to have – he's a seat that he's sitting at that table. You know what? Like, it's, it's to the point where if I play – you know, 2K with one of my boys or something, and then they pick Golden State. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You can't do that. <laughs> you're, you're, abusing, you're abusing the system, dog. You're not supposed to use Chef Curry. Yeah. So, you know what's funny? Someone mentioned this about Jeff, uh, about um, Jordan Poole. Um, yeah. But it's, it's tr- pretty much true of, the, of, the, of the, the Warriors when they get going. When the Warriors are on, they're playing NBA Jam while everyone else is playing, t- uh, you know, NBA 2K. Yeah, it's... Like they just get hot and it's like this is ridiculous. Yeah, like I played I played um one like the season mode or the story mode, whatever, of two K two K nineteen or something. And like whenever you play Golden State and you're like I always make my creative player like a guard or whatever, because that's mm-hmm. that's how, how I play in real life. But anyway, I'm like every time he's supposed to guard Curry, it's like oh shit. It's just over. It's just you give him like one inch of room, and he just busts it through, and it's wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that and that's the thing is, if you close out on him, he has no problem putting it on the deck. And yeah, at he's yeah. he's an amazing offensive player, and I would say he's at he's good enough on defense that you don't have to sweat too much. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, I would use the word adequate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, he benefits from being in in a Steve Kerr scheme for sure. And he benefits for having Draymond Green behind him, mm-hmm. I, I would say. But that being said, I'm not taking anything away from Steph Curry is now a four, four-time four NBA champion in the last eight years. That's remarkable. And I don't see any, uh, you know, we'll stick with Golden State and we'll expand a little bit What's about the future. They opened uh, the day afterwards. Uh, Vegas had them as the favorite to win next year's championship. And based on everything, I mean, we're not seeing the draft. We don't know what injuries. We don't know blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, you got to kind of think they are, right? Yeah, it's – oh, uh, God, it's insane. They, they they just can keep it going for forever because they well, keep developing in their yeah, own system. Yeah, I mean, right? look, the, they, that's the thing. Is the key is, is the next wave of guys. And it looks like Kaminga's a guy. Yeah. It definitely I'm, looks I'm like Jordan like, a guy. You know what? We knew – uh, rotations tighten up in the playoffs, but like for Kaminga not to get many meaningful minutes, I was just like, eh, it's kind of shitty, but whatever. It is, but you know what? I don't think he minds since he's wearing some hardware. Yeah. Him and Mo, and the thing is, the, the, the forgotten guy in all this is Moses Moody. And if you remember watching earlier in the season, Moses Moody was also a player. He yeah. can also play. He's a gamer for sure. So, you know, like, <laughs> my goodness, this team is, they got some, they, they got, they got, depth and they got they keep coming and curry's 34 i think i, I think that's right 34 35 so mm-hmm. really and the thing is he's not he's not an iverson guard he's not a Dwayne wade guard where he has to get in the in in the lane and take a bunch of punishment yeah so he doesn't he can keep going yeah his body's still able to go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying and i you know and, Clay, and listen clay thompson was not clay thompson so maybe he comes back and he's this is the Clay Thompson you get, which I'm sure most teams will be happy with. Yeah, he's just not Clay Thompson we saw before. And Draymond, well, you know, I think I th- that's the one area I think the Warriors may have to look at. It's like, do we want to commit huge dollars to Draymond Green? Not that he doesn't do, because listen, we know he does what he does for that team. He gives them an identity, a toughness. He's willing to stick his nose in so that the other guys don't have to. 
But I don't know if I want to give Draymond Green with what I've seen and his his shooting. No, big, but you, you, big you know why? You know why he'll still he'll still they they won't even look at moving him. He's part of that core and he's their anchor on defense. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, there are rumors that they're in the, that they're in the Rudy Gobert business. They're they're sniffing around Gobert. I hear that, but when when you you can't get rid of a high IQ guy to bring in. You know, no offense, a low IQ guy as Gobert, like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just calling him an idiot, mean. but no offense. I'm not being mean, but Gobert is not the brightest bulb in the in the fucking store here. No, no, no. The 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 idea would be that you replace one defensive anchor with another, but I don't think they're giving up Draymond in that trade. I think what they're I'm, I don't know how, what they'd have to give up. They probably have to give up Wiggins in that trade just to make the mm-hmm. money work. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to do that. I would. I mean, if I'm Utah, I might take that Wiggins and and uh, and try and run Wiggins against uh, and um, Mitchell against the the field. But I don't know. It just seems a little like uh, if they figure that Wiggins is replaceable because you've got Kaminga, and then you can go and get Gobert to sort of replace Draymond in the defensive anchor mode. I think that's my, what they might be trying to think about. But I don't know. I'm not sure. That's tough. That's a tough call. Let, yo, let's not forget that they still have James Wiseman. <laughs> well, I think Wiseman and Wiggins are the ones going out. Yeah, make the money work, and Gobert comes back in, and Golden State, you know, rocks the uh, the Lob City until the fourth quarter, and then it's like, okay, Steph can now you can just go off Ray, Ray Allen style. Yeah, you're right. You got uh, Wiggins and uh, Wiseman forty mil combined. Yeah. So yeah, it might work. You know, that's where that's the only way that that because I was seeing that on on the on the internerds. Yeah. And then uh, that's the only way the go the Gobert thing makes sense to me. But why would you give up Wiggins? He's finally arrived. he's found his home. He's found his home, right? And he's also like he's perfectly cast in this role. He's perfect for this system. He's more than willing to do the little things. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. I don't think you need it. I think Gobert is frosting on a cake that's done. Right. Why are you taking out some one ingredient to put another? Like I. I don't like upsetting the, the mix on this, but that's just me. Let's move over to the other side, to the Boston and their future. Yeah. What are your thoughts there? So, uh, I don't know. They said, they always said Tatum and Brown couldn't play together. They're, you know, they got to be like number one options on the, on their specific teams. But it seems like it's been working. But it seems yeah. like one, when one of them's cold, they both go cold. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Uh, I think Boston's future is really great, actually. I like that team. I yeah, like that so team a lot. they got to make a few moves here and there. Like, you can't have uh, Peyton Pritchard being your backup in the point in the in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, no. I like the kid. Derek White's done a nice job, but like, yeah. I think another guard would be helpful. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need someone other. Like, and the, the turnovers in the last game were just brutal. Like, what the mm. hell is going on? Um, Robert Williams is a bargain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no. Listen, I actually like Brad Stevens did a really great job rebuilding that front, uh, that center front court position. Yeah, with Tice Williams and uh, and Horford. Because here's the thing, Horford and Tice, uh, Horford and Williams start, but really we know that one of them is like you're basically playing two centers, and only one of them will stay on the court for the majority of the time because you'll slide Tatum up and bring in White, right, in that rotation. Um, you know who you know who's a free agent, and I'm just I'm just gonna put this out. There's no there's no smoke. I haven't seen this, but I'm gonna put this out there. You know who'd be a really good fit on that team? Hmm. Patty Mills. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Patty Mills would be 
exactly another guy, like a guy who, if you needed him to start alongside Smart, you could, but you don't need to. And if you had him and maybe Derek White interchangeable at that point guard and allow Smart to play a little off the ball and on the defensive side. Yeah, I was going to, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to be like, yo, are you talking about keeping Derek White? Because him and Patty Mills have uh, some chemistry already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think Patty Mills is the exact kind of guy. And and if I'm Patty Mills, I'm going, okay, so I signed with the, with, with Brooklyn thinking that I was going to get this dynamic team that I was going to be fit in and be a piece of. Well, guess what? You can have exactly what you actually wanted, just up the just up the coast a bit. In, in mm-hmm. and I think that I think that's a great fit for 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 that team because they I, they don't need another young guy. No, no. They got they got their youth. They now need to get some some guys around them. Some you know. So I I'm I'm pitching Patty Mills if I'm uh, if I'm Brad Stevens or or if I'm uh, the agent. I'm I'm going, I'm making I'm making mutual calls here. I'm playing phone tag right now. That's a he, he. He. I'm. I have trust. I trust in Brad. Brad Stevens. He's like he's a. He's got a good head on his shoulder, and he's you know not a complete idiot like most of these front office guys are. <laughs> and well, let's 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 talk a little like because Brad's when when this happened last offseason, Danny Ainge left, and Brad's and the the thing was they're like, oh, Brad Stevens is not going to be the coach because remember there was talk that Brad Stevens was going to be fired or maybe he should have taken the Wisconsin job or blah blah yeah. blah. And he he moved up to the front office, and I think. I'll speak for myself. I think I remember talking to you about this, but I definitely know from for me, I was kind of quizzical about it. I was like, "Really? He's never done this before. He's I mean, college is different. When you recruit for college, it's way different than, you know, an NBA front office and all those pieces, but Oh, absolutely. But he's figured it out. Like that, you know, they, they that team looks good to go. Yeah. So I like I like I Boston's chances to I think Boston Golden State next year if you put that money down right now as a final. I think I think you're you're pretty safe. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the East and I'm looking at it and I'm going Milwaukee. Maybe, maybe we'll see what they get. Maybe. Um, actually, thinking about Milwaukee now, now I'm, I'm catching myself. Well, last week Dwayne and I threw out a whole bunch of free agent names, and I wanted us to get, and we kind of you know played matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Um, I like T.J. Warren signing a prove it deal in Milwaukee. What do you think of that move? Is is how's how's his play? Can he? Well, he's uh, apparently he's going to be ready for the season. Ah, uh, shit! I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if you if you're talking just like you know a minimum spend prove it contract, like that, uh, that's that's yeah. what you're saying. The comp I had was Oladipo at three and a half. Like th- Oladipo got four. I said TJ Warren's probably you know three three and a half. You know what? I if I'm Milwaukee, I, I pull that trigger all day. So you have that pressure off Chris Middleton and Giannis, right? Yeah, right. He's a guy who can come off your bench, kind of like Wes Matthews, but he but he scores a bit more. Yeah, yeah, because that's the only way I think Milwaukee, Milwaukee's got to get a piece or two because they don't have it right now. I don't see them beating Boston. I don't see them beating Miami, and I and I, and I think it's a toss up between them and Philly, given Philly's roster construction. Uh yeah, no, uh yeah, I see that. You're right. You know, like to me, those are the top four teams, and I I I don't see I don't see Milwaukee. Given how they were exposed in the, in this playoffs, like I know it went seven games, but like given what we saw, I just don't think that there's enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what you know. That's that's kind of playing, you know, like I said, matchmaker. But um, what are your thoughts on the season overall? Some reflections on the season overall. Uh, I thought it was a great season. I thought the postseason was phenomenal. It's one of the best uh, playoffs we've had in a long time. 
Personally. You didn't you didn't find too many blogs? Uh no, you know what? You know why I just have it in my head? The uh the Memphis run. Yeah. Um that pretty much was a highlight of the entire season for me. Right? Mm. The Celtics turning it around. Um the Raptors doing surprisingly well. Yeah, let's stay local. Let's talk a little bit about the boys down at on Bay Street. Yeah, so you know, I it gives me hope for the future. Mm-hmm. The Scotty Barnes showing out. And, you know, we hear all these bullshit-ass rumors about OG being uh, disgruntled now that Scotty is here and he's getting more touches, this and that. I don't believe that for one fucking second. But, Listen, uh, do, you I know, think that, gonna... do I think that NBA players get upset about touches? Of course. Of course. The, everybody, thinks that everybody thinks they can throw 40, you know, on uh, given the right circumstances, they can drop 40. That's not the problem here. That's not. That's not the. Uh, honestly, Scotty Barnes will happily give it to OG if OG's running hot. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a problem. OG's made me a little upset with his his role because OG, quite frankly, got to stay healthy, man. Yeah, you know what? I think I think originally guys are just making a a, a mountain out of a, out of a molehill. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you know OG says, "Hey, man, are you happy with everything?" He's like, "I wish I could score more." Oh my god! Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like, there's only one ball and there's five There's five guys. And, yeah. you know, I don't – Fred Van Vliet said it himself in an interview this week when he was saying he wants to stay a Raptor for life and let's hope that they can get that extension done this summer. Please, God. Hey, what's that? So, please, God. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, you know, uh, he's worth it. He's, pro- he's proven it. It's a three-year extension for a 30 mil, like $90 million, $90 million three years. I think that that's fine. Given the way the NBA is going, that's that's a good deal. Yeah. But I, I would – like – Van Vliet said, I will do less scoring if it means that the next that the young guys get more and we win. That's all that matters, winning. Yeah, exactly. And when your best players are saying that, Pascal said, you know, that whole thing last that summer was Pascal went home. He wants to be the man. He has to be the man. I'm the man. Well, it turned out he was, he was wondering actually if he had it in him to step up and be what the Raptors needed. It wasn't like a selfish thing. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm tired of this narrative, like you said, of this, like, stop, just, just stop. If you don't have someone saying "I want out," don't print that stuff. It's 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 just clickbait. Yeah, it. But listen, that's part of what drives the league, right? Like the the reality show esque type of it. Sure, absolutely. Like, look as much as much as we give shit to our wives for watching reality TV, like you know they oh. watch what the fucking The Bachelor, uh, the Kardashian show, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, may not. It this afternoon, my wife was watching the Kardashians this Sunday. Oh. As I was literally just saying, you're my, your wife may not, but <laughs> no, no, wrong there. But listen, like, yo, th- this is, it's this shit is reality is our version of reality TV. Oh, one hundred percent, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I need to know my Woj bombs. My, I need to know the drama. I yeah, need to know like, that uh, Josh Hart is beefing with someone. That Kyle Kuzma is going to throw some shade, like a like a Real Housewife of DC. It's, it, I need this in my life. Yeah, don't have a lot, Brandon. Don't. No. Have <laughs> <laughs> you know no, what? I agree, with, I agree with you. I think the season is is great, and I think the league kind of thrives on this stuff, doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. it's. I think the NBA is by far the most entertaining mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. If you include all the off court stuff, yada yada yada. Well, I mean, look at the look at the fact that we have now, um, you know, the slow motion like uh, tunnel cam. <laughs> You know, and yeah. who rocked what is all is a thing on Instagram. It's like you know, NBA exactly. is is an account. Like it's this is a thing. We love it. We need to know 
who's dating who? We, like the fact that the fact that there's the, I think every one of the Kardashians has dated an NBA player, or yeah. no, no, maybe not one of them. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but most of them have dated an NBA player, <laughs> or married one, or yeah. had a kid with one. Like this is this league, and I'm saying the Kardashians are they're not the end of thing, but like celebrities and the NBA are intertwined, right? Sitting courtside, it used to be Nicholson. Now it's Jay Z, and the, the, it, whoever the celebrity is, we want them out on, and we want to see them. Right. You know. Anyway, I agree with you though. Uh, it is the best reality show going, and I can't wait for the summer because I need I need another fix. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, let's move on. Um, I have some draft thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got a couple of teams. So. The draft is this Thursday. This uh, episode will uh, you'll be li- listeners will be listening to this probably just as a pre thing for the draft. Uh, spoiler: We're not going to go pick by pick. Last year I did that; it was a lot of work. Um, not that I'm not afraid to do the work, but it's just, eh. I'm I'm not. This year it's not as interesting like that. I think we know who the top couple picks are, and after that it's just a. Yeah, you you listen to us for uh, funny insights and you know commentary. Yeah, if you want not, draft analysis, go over to the ring. Not draft. a full, yeah. Not, Kevin O'Connor's got you covered, okay? Not a, not a full see, draft analysis. Show, we'll talk some shit, but like that's that's his the, his draft board. That's all. Do you want Jay Billis has it all covered? We we can't do that. We're on a budget, <laughs> man. We're on a budget. No. <laughs> that being said, let's talk a little bit about the draft. Um, which team or teams? Because I got a couple. You think need to make a big move on draft night to kick to start their team. Now, either draft big move could be they go and they trade up and get a pick. They could trade out of the draft and make a move. Which teams do you think have to do something starting on draft night to kick? Uh, so I'm just looking at the top uh, top 14 projected here, and like the the first team that sticks out to me is the uh, the Wizards. The Wizards are in purgatory right now. Yes, right? they are. Yes. Look, look, there's a couple teams in purgatory, but like the one that just stands out to me a lot is the Wizards because they they're just coming out of what I think their 20th year of utility right now. <laughs> so, yeah, they, 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 listen, they make the playoffs for a year or two, and then they're back in their hole. Right. So it's kind of you know it's just disappointing overall. But then you see like you know I I I can't tell you where I read this, but uh, Chet Holmgren's people haven't been. Um, Submitting his uh, his 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 physical stuff, eh, to to the, to the teams that are requesting it. Excuse me. I think it's in hopes that he drops in the draft. They don't <laughs> because they don't want to go to Orlando or uh, OKC. Well, did you hear about our 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 good friends up in Sacramento, uh, Royal Ivy's kid, uh, Jaden Ivy? Jaden Ivy uh, came out and said, "Don't pick me, Sacramento." He went full Eric Lindros, Quebec Nordiques. He said, don't pick me, man. Don't pick me. Well, it's funny because as I'm looking at this thing right here, on the NBA's actual website, he's projected to go to the Kings at number four. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's uh, – fuck, that's going to be tough, man. Like, what do you do? Like, uh, draft him and trade or what? It's a Stevie franchise situation. No, no, listen. My whole thing is, this, listen, if you want to play in the NBA, there are certain things you have to do. And part of that is got to go show up where you, where you get it. Drafted. Now, do I think that Jaden Ivey's a fit on that team? No. No. <laughs> Quite frankly. They have De'Aaron Fox. What do you need Jaden Ivey for? You don't need, unless you're going to move De'Aaron Fox to get something else, you don't need him. You don't need another guard. You don't need to keep stacking guards. Now, you got rid of Halliburton and you got rid of Buddy Heald, which was a smart move to clear up that log jam. 
but you still have uh, is it Davion Mitchell? Yep. Yeah, and 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 DeAndre, and you you need a you don't need another young guard. You need a vet guy to come in and sort of balance out that roster a little bit, give you some a little um, leadership from the backcourt. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think he's a fit there anyway. Um, no. I had Sacramento as a team that needs to share, trade that pick. That's one of my – I have three teams on my list here, and I got I got Sacramento needs to make a move and get out of there because you – talk about team in purgatory. Sacramento good, is a definition of that. Good Lord, Sacramento. I'm, you true. have nice no-cal weather, and that's about it. What are you doing? It's brutal, man. It's brutal. It's Yeah. So I agree with you about Washington. I'm going to throw two more teams that I think are a little desperate, but I think they're for different reasons. I'm going to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. The first one is number seven draft pick, you know, the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. So what's going to happen when, uh, you know, is is Dame sticking around? Probably. Yeah. Listen, he he is for now. I I said this on the show last week. I coined a phrase. It's Dame time to go. (laughs) It's it's Dame time to go. I'm a a Dame fan. Um, I'm a fan of his play style. Uh, does it work in Portland with all the ISO ball? Eh, sometimes, sometimes, maybe not. But look, can you who can you name on the Trailblazers right now? Yusuf Nurkic, <laughs> yeah. um, Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. Yeah, Anthony Simons is our guy. But you know, outside of that, no offense, bro. But like, that's, who? That's well, so they have two choices to go one way or the other, right? Uh, yeah. I think the GM's their name is Joe Cronin. Uh, right. He's got two choices. You can either retool and try and move all your assets and all your pieces to try and get a um, some pieces around Dame and try and take a run at it, which is fine. I sigh deeply, but it's fine. You can do that. You're not going to be, you know, what 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 are you going to get that you're not going to have to sacrifice that you're not going to pay the bill to? Like, this is credit card time, right? This is like you're, you're maxing out your future uh, to take on a couple of guys. So hopefully you take a run. But as we just said, Golden State's still there. Memphis is still there. And they're better constructed teams than whatever, you know, scrap heap, tape job, MacGyvering you're going to do to our roster. They're talking about getting Jeremy Grant. Look, They're talking about going out and getting, you know. Dame Dame Lillard and Jeremy Grant are not going to beat fucking John Morant and company. I don't know if they beat Zion and CJ down in New Orleans. Yeah, so let's, let's just be realistic here. What do I think they need to do? Blow it up. Yeah. That's what I, I think. I think what they need to do is 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 trade. Honestly, package that seven and Dame and go after the number one overall pick, and then re you know which is I know is Orlando, so uh, nobody wants uh, Dame in Orlando, but you can reroute him mm-hmm. and get a buttload like make a three way trade like get him out of there and go after a top two pick because this is crazy. But do and, you and think re- and rebuild? Yeah. Do you think with all the loyalty that Dame showed them over the years, they're going to do that to him? No, I'm going to say, where do you want to go, Dame? And we'll yeah, yeah. We'll make this happen, but we got to get some picks out. So he'll be part of the decision, is basically what you're saying. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. You don't, yeah. you don't do that to a guy who's stuck around. But because the other thing is, you don't want to take part of it is for Dame, and part of it is for the next guy, and be like, listen, we when we say we we love our people, we and we respect our our guys. You're our guy. We'll take care of you. That's what you got to do. Yeah. The other team, though, and this is a team that Dame Lillard has said he wants to go to. Or would be open to going to. The New York Knicks need to make a decision tonight uh, on on draft night. They just need to. And I'm not just saying this as a frustrated Knicks fan, but you got your, you know what I mean? Like you've got Tom Thibodeau, you've got Julius Randle on a on a decent deal. 
You've got Evan Fournier paying some money. Like this is a team that should be going to the playoffs and should be making you some some bank, but they're not yeah. good enough to beat the top four or five teams in the East. They're just not. No. So, do you reset the clock just a little bit? I'm not talking a full rebuild, but you do you retool, trade that. Is it? They, I think they have the 11th pick. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yep. Yeah. So if they go 11, yeah, I'm checking my notes here. The, if they go 11 and Randall. And then pick up someone later in the draft, like a, a later round pick, and then a guy who can kind of fit better than Julius Randle. I think you got. I think you're going. So or, you, have you have you given up on Julius Randle? <laughs> like, is that what you're saying? Just, Listen, I'm, I'm a New York Knicks fan, which means I give up I on him every, every third quarter that he doesn't show up. <laughs> oh my god! You know, yeah. And then two weeks from now, I'll be like, oh, he's the greatest thing ever. This is insanity. What's wrong with you? Julius Randle is the truth. I've given up on him. I don't think I'm not listen. If I have to start the season with Julius Randle, I'm not I'm not complaining. He's not a bad player. He's no. a borderline all-star when he's at his best, right? But there's uh, there's times is he where enough? It's he frustrating. Man. He's he's frustrating to watch. Yes, he is. At times. Yes. He's not a number one, but we're paying him and treating him like he's a number one, when in reality he's a two or a three guy. Mm-hmm. On, on a on a superstar team, and RJ Barrett's really a two. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, if you can't, if I can get, if I can trade Julius Randle and the eleven pick to move up to maybe even get a seventh pick, oh, I'll do it. No problem. I'll move up four spots. No problem. I don't know who you know. I'm not saying Portland wants it, but like, I don't know. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm just saying the Knicks need to make some some make something happen, and they have to make something happen starting soon. Because people are just starting to get there, like people like me and all these other Nick fans are like, this feels a lot like the past 25 years, man. You get a little <laughs> nice thing one year and then it slides back. It's the curse of John Starks, is what it is. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The Starks curse. The Starks curse. Uh, and of course, you know, this, you know, saying that, like, that's that's my guy. Yeah, of course. John Starks was like my guy. Uh, I thought I wanted to have a flat top haircut. <laughs> I needed to go to talk shit to Michael Jordan. Uh, That's what I have to do. Me yeah. walking the number three. It's perfect. It's perfect. No, <laughs> um, I got those two teams. I don't think anybody else has to make a move. I think OKC will make a move, though. Yeah, they have to. Oh, you think they have to, eh? Yeah, I think so. Why so? Well, so their their pick right now, like the simulated pick, whatever the hell it is, is uh, Holmgren, right? Mm-hmm. Who do they have that plays like Holmgren on their team already? Poku. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right? So uh, can those guys coexist? Probably. But if you see the way that – remember what I just said about uh, Holmgren's people and the way they're moving? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you, you know, do you want a guy like that to be on your team, especially if you have somebody that plays exactly like him? Yeah, no, exactly. Why, why, why double up on on that? One? Yeah, Chesky, right. So, think, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go. No, you go ahead. No, I was just saying. I think that with like, they have such an interesting roster of pieces now. Josh Giddy is a is a player, and we don't yeah. see him enough, and we don't talk about him enough because he's an OKC, and they they're a bad team, and so they don't get the recognition, but. If uh, for the casual NBA fan, they may not know it, but for you know people who are you know deep in it, Josh Giddy is, is the truth, man. That kid is play can play. 
Yeah, the triple double king. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yes, like exactly. I had him on my uh fantasy team last year and he did work for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he, and then you got Shy. And Shy's a good great, you know, again, kind of lost to the, the injuries. But if he's when when he's on, Shy Shy is a play. So now yeah. you have two guys. Pokashevsky looks like he's gonna come along nicely, especially if he fills out a little bit. Yeah, I just I just hope my fear from him for him is that he's not one of those players that's always constantly two years away from being two years away. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. I think Pokashevsky's there. I think he's literally, I just, honestly, the only thing holding him back, I think, is you're going to need him to do a little bit of work on the rebounding side, especially with that height. You can't have him hanging out the perimeter, so he's going to have to put on a little bit of man weight, but I think he'll be all right. Yeah, it's okay. Just tell him to come over. Then you look at that team, and don't you want to see them package a couple of those those future picks a couple of those because they have like 800 first round picks yeah they have all they have the entire the entirety of like the 2025 draft or something <laughs> you know so that's about so package some of those futures and let's start let's start building a team because you know you're you're, you're just burning years on on, on yeah. sga who who's it over there sam presti or yes it's still sam presti and he's, oh sam presti he's sitting on a fucking gold mine like he can do I'm whatever saying. he wants and you've, and you've got your guys yeah giddy Alexander Pokashevsky, you can go and get another guy. Um, Lou Dort money, you can overpay for whatever free agent you want. Hey, don't forget Lou Dort's over there. Yeah, although there's rumors that Lou Dort is like because I think he's an RFA and they're looking at maybe dealing his rights just to free up some cash space because they're looking down the line. But yeah, Lou mm-hmm. Dort's another guy. Like you, you could t- flip Lou Dort into another guy and a future pick that you can then turn around and turn around. You know, like, like there's there's so many options for them. And I just want to see them start to, like. As a fan of SGA and as a guy who wants to see more Josh Giddy, I just need that you have a slightly better team. Yeah. You know? And if you did that, I'm just putting this out there. I said this last week. I said I think that a good fit for um, – because we all know Donovan Mitchell wants out of Utah. Yeah, I think like, it's very clear now. It's very clear. He just wants to get the hell out. And I said on last week's show um, – that I think a good fit for him is Memphis. And if you package Dylan Brooks and uh, Kyle Anders, I re-signed Kyle Anderson and and some picks, and some pick swaps, Donovan Mitchell starts looking really good next to John Morant. But another place Donovan Mitchell would look really good, and I think they have more draft capital to move to Utah if Utah decides to blow it all up, is mm. put, him, put Mitchell alongside Giddy and SGA in a three-guard lineup? Shit. Dangerous. dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Because both Giddy and SGA are totally fine giving up the ball to a score. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, well, SGA doesn't even have to be like a, that that facilitator anymore. He can just attack all the time. Attack or and or jump out and just dive to the corner and just be like, okay, you gonna you want to double me? Mitchell's attacking. You want to you know want to double him? I'm gonna float to the corner and hit threes all day. Like this is. That is that is, and they have the like they have the picks, they have the, the people to make that to make that move, future move go. I'm just saying, look out for for Oklahoma City and, and Memphis this offseason because I believe both of them want to make a move. And yeah. if the Mitchell's out there, good golly, that's a nice piece. Hey, we, we should we should start, we should just send this shit to San Presti and just charge him charge him <laughs> big money for it. Well, you know, we're gonna start a we're gonna start a new uh, firm. Uh, called Three and D Consultants, basketball consultants, and this, you know, our our email is a sign off. It's just you're welcome. Yeah, not you know, not even basketball consultants, just consultants in general. Just we just... will, we will help you do stuff. 
<laughs> we're just going to charge by the hour and just tell you how to do shit. You can do this better. Son, just you, be, can uh, this, you can do this better. Yeah, just be super ambiguous about stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We just want to maximize your output, minimize your input. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's just how we roll. Who are we? We're two guys with a microphone. Not even a microphone. You may have a microphone, but I just got a phone phone. <laughs> it's even better. Even better. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other last thoughts about the draft or anything like that? Uh, no, you know, we'll just see how it is. Uh, what day is it? The 23rd? It is Thursday the 23rd. Eight, yes. I believe it's 8 o'clock. We'll start seeing stuff. Though, you know what? You know how this thing goes. As of Wednesday, we're going to start hearing more and more of those trades that are pre-set up come out. Yeah, you know, frequently the draft draft night trades aren't broken draft night. They're usually the night before because everything's set up so the pick can go. Speaking of a trade, we did get one before we go on to our last item. Uh, quick thoughts: Houston basically gives away Christian Wood. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't understand what Houston's move is, other than they're just like we have to get contracts to move them off. So we'll take the contracts that equal as money. We're going to waive as many guys as we can because we really just want that 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 first round pick, the twenty sixth overall pick. Yeah, I know. He, I know he had an attitude issue. There, there were some problems there with with uh, getting along with the coaching staff and stuff. But Christian Wood is a good player, right? I believe so. Yeah. And Christian Wood and, and Luka Doncic—that's going to do some damage. That's going to be a wicked combination already. I can see it. Because they can both step out. They can both attack. I like it. I Luka, like Luka's low-key, like, breathing a sigh of relief right now. <laughs> I think like, uh. at the same time, um, like, Jalen Brunson, it still has to be resigned, And I think he's going to resign in Dallas. But I said this again. Keep referencing last week, but I've been saying this for – I probably say for about a couple months, anybody who asked me. I think Jalen Brunson gets resigned with the intention that he plays maybe – if it's a four-year deal – He's playing one year with Dallas, and then he gets traded into trying to make a move. And I tell you right now, I think they're lining up all the pieces they can get to get Bradley Beal to Dallas. Aha, aha. Because Jalen Brunson is a point guard. What is the what do the Washington Wizards always forever need? Yeah. Uh, well, after they threw away Spencer Dinwiddie, um, yeah, they need a point guard. They need a point guard. Imagine if Dinwiddie goes back there in a trade. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. I think it's Jalen Brunson and like uh, maybe maybe Bertans goes back, maybe Tim Hardaway goes back, whatever, and pit and a, on a shit ton of picks because when Bradley Beal decides he's had enough of it, and I can't believe he hasn't already, he's gonna look and say, "I want to go play with my boy Jason Tatum in Boston." And be like, we would love it, but we're not giving up any of our guys because Jalen mm-hmm. Brown is a perfect fit. We can't give up a defensive, a better defensive player just to get you here, right? And then he looks around and goes, okay, I want to go to a team that is on the up, can get me my touches and get me a true superstar to play. Oh, wait, there's the Dallas Mavericks and there's Mark Cuban in the private jet. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Buckle time, baby. Big belt buckle time. That's on. I'm just saying, I just, it makes too much sense not to do it. And I think when 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 he finally says, "Okay, I'm done. I need to get out of the district." Jalen Brunson's contract looks really nice, and you're like, "Well, maybe Jalen Brunson is that guy. We just need to make him the number one or the number two. And that's why that's I'm just I'm playing I'm playing 3D chess here. 3D that's 4D chess. I don't know. We'll see, man. Yo, <laughs> I hope I hope Brad Beal gets out of it because you you don't, you don't want to be one of those guys. Where you're like, 
Yo, you know who's really good? Bradley Beal. But he never won a chip. He never got anywhere. Well, he never he got to see Yeah, exactly. He's going to slide into, and I'm, you know, I hate to say this because we all loved him, but he's sliding into Harden territory, which is a guy who you're like, okay, he's a really good scorer. Yeah. Is, does he win? Can he win? And he's entering from his 1A to a solid number two. And again, if you have a solid number two option in Bradley Beal and a number one option in in uh, in Luca, <laughs> that's a team that even Golden State would have to look twice at. Yeah. All right. I want to turn our attention, our last story, to the WNBA. Season is coming down, winding down, uh, and our and our girl Sue Berg is announced that she's retiring. You know, I I'm she's so. Nice. I was I was kind of expecting it to be honest. Yeah, but, sure. She's, she's getting up there in, in age wise. Yep. Yo, she's been with the same team. She's been with Seattle since 2002 since they drafted her. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's 41 years old. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and I'm 43 and I can't, I can't do half the stuff that she can do. I know. I'm, that's unbelievable. All, all pro- I hope Sue Bird, I hope you get your roses, girl, because you deserve them. Yeah, she is. So where do you rank her all time? I mean, to me, some of the, the, the all time, she's got to be up there right on the Mount Rushmore, right? If you're talking the four best female uh, basketball players ever, she's got to be up there, right? I'd say she's, she's 100% top 10. I'd say probably – Top five, possibly. I, I just don't know where to put her because you know you don't have her top four. You don't have her on the Mount Rushmore because I got her. her. Here's, here's, here's my top four. And let's see if you, you who you would bump off. Okay. Okay. So I got Sue Bird. Start. Wait. Starting where? Starting where? Just or no order? No, no order. Just, 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 just my top four. My my Mount Rushmore. My life. Okay. Okay. I, I got, I got Sue Bird. I got Diana Taurasi. Right. You know, those two are right there. I got Cheryl Swoops. Cause she's the OG to me. Yeah. And then on the fourth one, I kind of go back and forth. But to me, it's it's between Candace Parker and Lisa Leslie. Yeah, and that's I wanna say Lisa Leslie, but Candace Parker's right there. I but, would say, yeah, I I would put uh Lisa Leslie at that spot. Yeah, yeah. So so that so those are my four. So Tomasi, Bird, yeah. Cheryl Swoops, and and uh, Lisa Leslie. Sue Bird's got you know a few records, and she's got like you know she's number one in games played, number one in minutes played. <laughs> well, when you play twenty years, yeah, you hope so. Yeah, right? well, you, of course, right? Uh, she's obviously number one in active assist or sorry assists, mm-hmm. uh, number one in steals. So, I don't know, like. It's 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 really really tough. It is tough. It is tough. And look, there's a lot of great players because I mean, um, the WNBA now is full of great players. Yeah, and like yo, I tried to like draw a comparison to an NBA player for our listeners, but you know what? I I I was thinking about it. I'm like yo, fuck that. These players. Yeah. No. No. Like people will compare uh, Tarasi to to Kobe, right? Yeah. They call it, don't they call her White Mamba or something like that? Something like that. Um, I've heard that nickname float around, you know, but like Tarasi's her own. Like Tarasi's just, she's just. Uh, like Kobe uh, says, like Kobe says, can you be the, a different animal and the same beast? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You remember that commercial yeah. with Kanye? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 That's a good, that's a good pull, man. That's a good pull. What uh, the no, fuck like are you it. talking about, Kobe Bryant? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I got to tell you, man, uh, I don't know that there is another comparison. A super for the longevity, you know, she's she's up there with with all the great all the great uh, basketball players we can think of. But here's yeah. the reason I put her on the Mount Rushmore and maybe slightly out of Candace Parker. Not just the stats, not just this, but she wins every single team she's gone to. She's won the championship. Multiple. Yeah, and she's playing in Europe and stuff too. So that's what you're talking about. Like, uh, no, I'm talking about Europe, but I'm talking about. Let's see, she won two championships in college. Two. Yeah. She won the WNBA. I don't even know how how many times. She's won gold medals with Team USA. Yeah. She, yeah. She's a high school champion, three three time high school champion. Like this, she's a winner. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you the uh, this short story quickly. Um, so I was teaching at a school not far from here in, in the Agent Court area, Toronto. And it's a middle school, seven, grade sevens and eights. And we have this little, we have this kid, um, a little bit of trouble, not, not, a, not bad, but just a little bit of trouble, right? Okay. Um, and our, one of our two gym teachers at the school is an amazing, amazing basketball player, four-year starter at, at McMaster, just an incredible athlete. She's probably the best ba- um, basketball player in the school at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just phenomenal. And she's out there and she's just getting shots up. It's, you know, end of the day, gym class is over, class is over, and she's just, you know, going to get some shots up. So she gets some shots up. And this guy, this kid, again, this kid who's, like, you know, constantly like, hey, you got to get back to class. Hey, would you stop? Just stop. He turns to her and he says, yo, you look like Sue Bird. And he turns, and she turns to him and goes, how do you know Sue Bird? And he goes, she's the best shooter I've ever seen. You look like her. So that's the impact. Like she was the first real. No first, way. Yeah, swear to God, she was the that's first. Like it's a thirteen-year-old boy in Toronto. Back in two thousand and two thousand eight. Yeah. And it's like acknowledging that that's the best pure shooter he's ever seen. Now Steph Curry hadn't come along and all those other things, whatever. But like Sue Bird cut through you know what i mean she she cut through so the fact that a 13 year old boy in toronto was comparing his gym teacher to her just tells you everything you need to know yeah that's amazing that's a way to three so she is to me um one of the first like cheryl like i said um cynthia cooper cheryl um cheryl swoops those guys in the houston cosmos were an incredible like first year stuff becky hammond was another one where you're just like oh my gosh she's like tenacious but Sue Bird really cut through from a WNBA uh, only specific thing to a really like to a broader audience to me. And to me, Sue Bird was like, oh, wow. OK, yeah, this is there's She's a superstar. She's the first really big superstar mm-hmm. uh, from the WNBA. So hats off to her. And like you said, I hope she gets her flowers. I hope she gets her due because she is a, a legend. And we're not we're not. This isn't the end. She may be, be done playing, but she ain't done. Uh, impacting the world with her and her wife uh, Megan Rapinoe. I'm sure they're going to do a lot of huge things. Yeah, you want to talk about power couple? Oh, seriously, right? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. When those two start showing out at uh, and and really get cooking in, in some of these uh, political and um, philanthropic things that they're going to get going, it's going to be incredible. So yeah, we we wish her all the best in her endeavors. In the yeah, man. I just hope that. Uh, and you know the league's in a good spot because there's a lot of nice players coming along. Like um, you know, we've seen uh, Adrian Wilson, uh, Skylar Diggins Smith, uh, yeah. Candace Parker's still rocking it. You know, um, Paige Becker is is and you know so uh, and uh, Sabrina, 
Ionescu in the Liberty. Like they're going to be the, the league's in a good spot, and I hope people are checking it out still because it is it's yeah. a good ball, man. Absolutely, it's on TV. Uh, where did I watch it the other day? I watched a, uh, a Sparks and somebody I forget who, but yo, it was pretty good. It's yeah, on Canadian Canadian television, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's starting to it's starting together. And they, you know, a shout out to the leagues. Like, I don't know, she's been in the league for a couple of years now, but she's unlocked it this year. Is uh, Kelsey Plum? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Good gosh, she's she's she is balling right now. So if you're looking for 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 ball, you're looking for a little fix, you can go watch the WNBA. Uh, and I guarantee you, if you give it, you know, give it a try, you're gonna you're gonna stick with it because it's great basketball. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this is that's it. We are done for for this week. This is the second last episode of the of the season, man. We got one left. We got one uh, more to close it out next week. We'll talk a little bit of the draft preview, some trades, mm-hmm. some ideas mm-hmm. where things go, a little summer preview, and then put a, it's margarita time, baby. Yeah, we'll go. To, we'll go see. Uh, oh Christ, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville. Yeah. Exactly. We're gonna. Well, you can you can find us. Uh, you know, in Scarborough, we'll uh, we'll be rocking at the Pan Am Center. But uh, take a little break, little Margaret. Rest of the pipes. You know. Yeah. You know, got to keep the got to keep the the money maker safe. Yeah, my mom always said I had a voice for radio, a face for radio. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I was told I have a voice for print, so it works out well. <laughs> On that you one, man. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Peace. See you later. Bye. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And a big shout-out to Brandon as well for coming on and, as always, bringing the heat. If you like the show, please like, share, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify is a great spot for that. It's time for our two big plugs that we've been doing, unfortunately, for way too long. Uh, Of course, you can go to redcross.org or Ukrainian Relief. Just search them up. Whatever organization you can donate to, go ahead and do that. And unfortunately... Um, we passed a sad ma- uh, milestone. Brittany Griner's wedding anniversary was this past weekend, and unfortunately she did not get to connect with her wife because the U.S. Embassy doesn't staff the phones on the weekend, apparently. So with that in mind, go to whitehouse.gov, at the president, at the vice president, wherever, whoever you can get a hold of, it's time for Brittany Griner to come home. We are all BG, and we need her to be back stateside. That's it for this week's episode. We are back with at least one more episode, maybe an emergency one if anything big breaks uh, in free agency. But we'll see you next week in seven days.